How's it going everybody and welcome to episode 190 of Master My Garden Podcast. Now this week's episode is, it's going out the last Friday of August, so we're talking about what to sow in the month of September in the vegetable garden. And this is a topic, as you know, that we've covered every month, I think, since February. And it's one that proves very popular, just gives people a little reminder at the start of the month as to what they can sow or should be sowing. And I suppose that's that's what it is, just a little reminder at this at this stage of the month. And we mentioned last month that that list is getting smaller and it certainly is reducing. And this will be the last month that we'll be doing this because once we get into October, then all the sowing is completely finished for the year in terms of the vegetable garden. Now, obviously, we mentioned a couple of weeks back on, you know, the perennials, the, the various different types of perennials that we can sow at this time of the year. And, you know, they are still relevant for the next couple of, yeah, certainly up until, you know, October time, uh, if you're utilizing something like a cold frame or a greenhouse. And um, so there's options as to what you can be doing and you can be still pottering and sowing, but just not for the vegetable garden. So, as I say, the list is getting smaller um, and it probably is quite similar to what we could sow last month with a few that have dropped off that list since then. But it is an important time of the year because it's, you know, we mentioned it last month, it's the time when some space starts to free up in your vegetable garden. And it's really important to, you know, to make sure that that area keeps being utilized, I guess, to a certain extent. And, and why not? If you have the space, why not? Um, there's, we'll talk about green manures later, and there is a big move, you know, and, and a, a lot of talk about green manures in terms of, you know, overwintering. But, and they're very good, you know, if you're not putting any, anything on your, on your ground, then they're a good option. And we, as I say, we will talk about them later on. But why not put some crops in? You know, they're, they're going to take less work. You're going to have no watering at this time of the year, um, less mining, and you're going to be able to harvest, you know, winter salads from them for the next few months. So why not put them in and take advantage of the space that you have? I know that some people, when they get to this stage of the year, they kind of, they move out of, of gardening mode as such, but there's there's a lot that you can get from the garden and you might as well stay utilizing the space once you ha- once you have it ready and prepared. All your crops are starting to come out now. Um, you know, you'll have obviously main crop potatoes are still in the ground. A lot of your long-term Brussels sprouts, uh, winter savoy cabbages, all of that is still in the ground. And you know, harvests are still ongoing. Leeks are in the ground as well. And little spaces will start to appear. You know, your maybe your cauliflowers will start to finish out. Um, and as I say, a little little spaces will appear and you might as well fill them with some some crops so what can you sow we're back again to winter salads and we're talking about lettuce and these are typically at this stage of the year the loose type lettuce so leafy leafy lettuce rather than something like an iceberg which is just not going to form ahead at this stage of the year but definitely loose lettuce that you're harvesting the leaves perfect at this time of the year and as i say Previously, don't be afraid to sow a good bit of this because you can harvest small and often and it will last. It's not going to run to seed at any stage. Other things that you can sow, rocket, again, can still be sown at this stage of the year. It's going to be quite quick growing. It's going to give you that nice, strong, peppery taste in your salads over the next couple of months. Spring onions, again, can be still sown and 
and you know with the spring onions you're typically going to be switching now to i suppose the the winter type ones if you if you can i actually this year and last year didn't i just had you know the the standard white lisbon and they work perfectly fine over the winter albeit in a polytunnel so um no issues with that but there is as i say specific ones for you know for winter sowing or winter growing and and they're good ones to sow at this stage of the year uh, corn salad is another one endive mizuna claytona spinach again on the spinach switching to the overwintering type uh, giant winter is the one that i've sowed i actually think i have an issue with the seed so i sowed a batch in module trays a couple of weeks ago and so far very little germination i also sowed some directly into the ground in the tunnel and again very little germination it's actually only relatively fresh seed so i'm a bit uh, baffled by it because it, it was germinating early in the time but for some reason it just seems not to be germinating at the moment so but that can happen and if i don't see something happening there in the next you know the next kind of week or so i would definitely be getting some fresh seed and getting some in because spinach is one that i will use all winter um, i'll sow lots of it typically i do multi-sowing so i'll sow several seeds into the same module tray and then plant them into the tunnel in a couple of weeks time and i would sow lots of that and just constantly harvest all through the winter small and often i'm talking about that in a polytunnel situation if you don't have a polytunnel or greenhouse you can do that perfectly fine outside just by giving it a, a you know a cover of a, a fleece or a, an environment something that just takes the harshness off the, the 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 wind and rain and you know that's that's sort of your your salady stuff so again to recap lettuce uh, rockets coriander is another one chervil is another one i don't grow chervil but i do grow coriander small amounts of it uh, spring onions corn salad endive mizuna claytona spinach and i also have done last month a good big sowing of beetroot and i'm going to do one more in the polytunnel as well um more is a trial and i've got some new seed recently that i want to that i want to try it it's an interesting one called flaming badger i think it's called uh got that off colin o'driscoll at his at his talk at the carlo garden festival which was excellent by the way and might reference back to that at some point in the future there was some really interesting things in it and gonna do a sowing of that even though it might be a little bit late but i'm gonna i'm gonna chance some of it in the tunnel the other thing that you can sow still in module trays is chard kale and cabbage and uh, they will you know they can be sown now and planted outside and you get a sort of a you might actually get a little bit of a harvest off the kale and, and chard you know, this side of christmas but they'll also last and you'll have an early spring harvest off those so that's a sort of the list and as you can see it's getting it's getting quite small the other thing to be watching out for and you know it's a good time is getting your onion sets and your garlic planted so that's going to be in the next couple of weeks they're going to start to appear probably towards mid to the end of september they're going to appear and for garlic anyway particularly i find that you know the best crops are from the autumn planted garlic um, cloves and rather than rather than the spring ones so watch out for that over the next few weeks
and that's another way of getting some crops into your bed. Um, you know, so there is there is options there. There's lots lots of things that you can sow still. The big thing or the big takeaway or the big point is to make sure that you're keeping your ground covered down. And it's interesting, if you have the space ready and you've been using the no-dig system, compost on top of the ground, that is keeping your ground covered as such, and that is keeping the life active underneath. It's not getting disturbed. You're not getting the leaching. If you're not using the no-dig system and you're using a traditional dig system, then that's really where you do need to get crop in or use a green manure. So that is another benefit of, I suppose, the, the no-dig system is that when you get to this stage of the year, if you're deciding that you're not doing any more planting into your beds and you have a good covering of compost on top of those beds, then you can actually leave it and you're not having any negative, negative impact on the, you know, the soil health, which is something that, as I say, a lot of people at this stage of the year are talking about green manures. But when it comes to, to no-dig beds, there, there is benefit, obviously, in, in green manure, but there is no need for it, is the point. Um, but if you're, if you're in a conventional system where you're tilling the ground and you're on bare soil, then it's vital that that soil gets covered up with, with plant material, either live plant material or, as I said, compost over the winter. Now, what I'll often do in certain things, for example, leeks are coming on nicely now they're going to be kind of for winter harvest so probably start taking a few out in november and potentially then get november december january february maybe out of out of that and that area so when they were planted in i put a, a light sprinkling of fresh grass clippings all in around them they're doing really well now but those grass clippings are all all but gone now and they have been essentially taken in by the soil and broken down by the soil so you can't see them there anymore but i will do the exact same thing now in the next week or so do another light covering on it and i find that's a really good way to you know to keep the life going in the beds so if you are in a you know in a conventional soil based um, dig system and you're not planting in any winter crops into the, into those beds even something as simple as a covering of you know, fresh grass clippings, not a big, big, heavy covering, like a couple of inches is, is fine, an inch or two. And they will break down, that will break down. It will initially, if you're getting rain, go a little bit mushy. But over the winter time, that will preserve the soil life. You'll have lots of, you know, worm activity underneath it. And that will break down over the next couple of months. And it means that you're not getting, you know, huge leaching out of the soil and it protects the soil a little bit. So, that's another way of doing it. Um, mostly, I have potatoes to come out. Uh, you know, not a huge area, but a reasonably big area that hasn't been previously treated with with or covered with compost. So that area, when the potatoes come out, will get covered down with some form of mulch, whether that's a, a compost farmyard manure, fresh grass if. If I'm still doing a little bit of mowing at that stage, and you know, I get that area covered down uh, this side, this side of of the winter, and that'll mean that that soil will be perfectly healthy and fresh going into next next spring. Um, in terms of other things going on in the vegetable gardens, so 
eventually the the bumper tomato crop is coming in after i suppose you know we're heading for the first of september and i'm i'm seeing now that people are really saying that their their crops are fully coming in now which is probably you know a good month later than than normal uh, because the month of july which is typically when the the real good tomato harvest kicks off um we just had no sun absolutely no sun here predominantly the month of august has been the same you're getting little batches of sunshine here and there but predominantly there has been very very little in by the way of sunshine so tomatoes have been slow to come in and um, now for me here i have whatever 30 odd plants so i've loads anyway uh, too much in fact but if you if you were you know only working with a couple of plants you may have been waiting and waiting and waiting for your tomatoes to eventually come in but yeah it's 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 well up and running now but it just goes to show i suppose the the difference year to year and how every year can be can throw up something different but definitely the lack of sunlight this summer has has slowed that type of of crop down same thing with peppers i've lots of peppers but they're on the small side um heat has been okay but just the lack of sun has sort of meant that they're again a little bit behind what what you would expect at this time of the year so um that's the list of seeds the big key point though at this stage of the year in the vegetable garden is to make sure that any empty space that you have gets covered over with you know with some form of organic matter now if you are deciding to go the green manure route to explain what a green manure is it's basically it's a manure that you sow into the ground now. Now there's various different types and various different sowing periods. And you know, typically these come from, I suppose, the agricultural side of things. So for, for people in the vegetable garden, the only time that it's kind of suitable to be sowing is September time. Um, because up until now, hopefully you've had relatively full beds and you don't have the space for it. If you're emptying out now, as I say, my recommendation is to, rather than going with green manures, is to get more crops in there because you can. But if you're deciding, right, that's it for the crops for this year, and you want to sow green manure, you're kind of looking at mustard as being the best type at this time of the year. So that will, can be sowed in the month of September, will germinate in the month of September, and that will grow quite strongly um, for the next few months until we get a kind of a heavy frost and then it will get killed off but during that time you'll have had crop cover and obviously then when it's getting killed off and dying back into the ground you're adding nutrition so that's where the name comes from it's a green manure so it's manuring the soil by adding back in the the green matter a lot of people will use that if they're on a sort of larger scale you know in terms of market garden or you know that type of size so you're on a bigger scale than than you know your standard garden um so for the home gardener i'm not so sure green manures are a needed a needed ad addition to the garden they but they can be used and i know everybody as i say it's promoting them now pushing them now and uh, it is it is a good time to sow them if you are not utilizing that space also, as I said earlier, if you already have that ground covered over with compost, then the need for a green manure is not 
it's not essential because you have that compost, you have that material that's going to feed the soil over the next few months anyway. So it's already there in the form of a mulch. So it's not the same as having a bare soil that is, you know, a, 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 in the standard dig system. So watch out for that. But green manures, if you are going to sow them at this stage of the year, then a good one is mustard. And as I said, that'll get killed off by a heavy frost. And then you'll have nice fertile ground. The benefits of green manures, I suppose, is that it keeps crop cover on the ground. It adds nutrition. It keeps the soil structure by keeping the, the roots and a root zone uh, in the soil. So it, it, it helps with soil structure. And then you don't end up getting that, you know, that, um, that heavy soggy ground that you can get over over winter time especially if you're using the dig system but uh, for me as i say fresh grass i'll use that uh, to top off any beds that there's no no plants going into um, because most of my winter salads i will put in the tunnel just purely for ease and um, you know you're not looking to cover them you don't need to cover them or anything you just leave them in the tunnel and harvest as required and you're utilizing that space so for me that's the way i do it um, but any beds that are any beds that are that have no plant material in them will will just get covered off with fresh grass and that will keep feeding the 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 soil life over the next few months and that's vitally important if you're looking ahead to next year you know this is a great stage now to start building up that soil life again by mulching down with organic matters and that will keep the soil life active and alive and ready for next spring. So you can add your, you know, your compost, your farmyard manure, your fresh grass. You can even cover that area down if you want, you know, even further. So cover down with a, with a, a polythene cover or a, you know, a crop cover and then just have it opened up in the springtime and you're ready to go into fresh ground with a really active soil. So, that's the ways, uh, as I said, this is the last of this type of episode. It's quite short because, you know, as I said, the list is reducing all the time. And next month we won't be doing any sowing at all uh, in terms of the vegetable garden, but the flowers we can still be doing. So it's been an interesting year in terms of weather as we look back over February through to now in terms of what we can sow in the vegetable garden every month. Um, so. Yeah, very, very interesting. I mentioned a lot early in the time about my Grow Your Own Food course. That course is finished now. I didn't actually push it out, release it yet, um, because, well, timing-wise, it got finished, more or less completely finished in June, which, as you know, is not when everybody kicks off their, their vegetable garden. So while I thought it would be, you know, uh, an offer for this year, it's now looking to be next spring, realistically. So the way that will be done is it will be sold as a standalone course. Uh, there's up to five hours of video in that. And you basically get access for, for 12 months. That will be added to over the years. So there'll be additional ones added over the next couple of years. Uh, over the next year and over the next couple of years, there'll be additional ones added. Um, but also on top of that, I'm going to be doing a Grow Your Own Club. So you get access to all of that course content, but also get access on a monthly basis to a group, a group call, group coaching, where we go through, you know, month by month what's happening 
answer any questions that people have, talk about the you know the various issues that pop up for people and you know just share our knowledge in that way so that'll be i suppose the full offer uh, either late late this year for kickoff in january or launch in january one or the other so yeah looking forward to those i'm also working on the next course now but i'll tell you more about that when it's available so that's been this week's episode. There's lots of interesting episodes coming up in the next few weeks. Um, some really interesting topics uh, going across the Atlantic again for a few interviews and also working on one with somebody in Australia. So a couple of interesting ones coming up. Interesting topics and lots there for us to keep going with all through the, the autumn and into the winter. So that's been this week's episode. Thanks for listening and until the next time. Happy guy.